Hi, I'm Lisa Smazarski, Editor-in-Chief of Stylist. And I'm Alex Walker, Editor-at-Large. And we are back for a one-off special episode of Working From Home with Stylist. Brought to you by Logitech. Work here, work there, work anywhere with the Logitech MX Anywhere 3. Master it anywhere. Welcome to Working From Home with Stylist. Coming up in today's episode, I'll be speaking to authors Elizabeth Yuva Benene and Fiona Thomas about their books on our new working worlds and how to thrive whilst we continue to work from home. We'll be discussing Stylist's new Work It Out campaign and the need to look after our mental health whilst working from home. I'll be chatting to Logitech's Clara Torvisco Marquez to get her insider tips on the best home office setup. And the editor of Stylist Loves, Gemma Crisp, is sharing her tips on the ingenious Christmas office gifts you can have delivered to your colleagues this year. So we have decided to come back for this one-off special because I guess it's a good time to take stock, Alex, isn't it? What a year it's been. What a strange old year. What a long, long, long year. I remember someone saying to me when I was on my first maternity leave, the days are long and the years are quick. And I think that exactly sums up how this year has felt. It sort of feels like yesterday that we were doing our first episode of Working From Home as Stylist. And we were like, oh, we're using Zoom and Slack and it's also <laughs> different. Novelties. I know, so much novelty. And we were having the crazy dreams because obviously like, our brains were processing and working through so much. And uh, here we are and it's completely bizarrely normal And yet, when you're in it every day, you're like, God, these days are long. But it's just flown by. It has. When you you think that we're almost there, we've almost reached Christmas. But also, I can't can't deny this. It's it's just felt long. I've definitely definitely (laughs) aged quite significantly in these these last few months. I think that's just staring at your own face on Zoom. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't do you any favours. One of the things that's quite interesting is that I guess a lot of people have taken stock of this time to work out how they want to work in the future. So we've seen countless studies actually referencing the fact that a lot of people want to stay working from home once things return back to normal. And I'm not sure that necessarily means like on the edge of your dressing room table or, you know, sort of perched in your kitchen, but having some more flexibility and you know, working out how to thrive whilst working from home, because there have been some benefits, of course, to not having to go into an office every day. As we said at the, at the one of the earliest episodes, this was like the biggest ever experiment and whether or not working can, from home could work. And it turns out it can work. And actually, it's worked really well for a lot of people. Whilst there's lots of things that we probably would change and we we will change if we if we continue to work in this way I think it has shown us that there's lots of benefits um to doing it and it's nice to feel that there's a there's another option aside from getting up getting on the tube going into work every single day that there is actually options in working in the future which which is exactly true and I, I know that we've been looking in our own company at this and I think actually the majority of companies when I've read these studies people are looking for the mix so they want a few days in their office a few days at home and that's probably how we'll start to see our world evolve so I think for us this episode is really about acceptance of working from home <laughs> we want to look at mental health and some of the challenges people are facing also our working practices and our perfect office setup. So we've got a few experts for you and we will really be sharing some tips and tricks on how to make working from home work for you. 
So we want to kick off by focusing on thriving at home. That's right. And actually, just recently, we held an event, a virtual event called Stylist Live at Home. And I got the opportunity to speak to Elizabeth Yuva Beneni, co-author and podcaster of Slain Your Lane and Loud Black Girls. And she's working on what sounds like a fascinating new book, The Reset, Ideas to Change How We Work and Live. And also Fiona Thomas, who is the author of Out of Office, Ditch the Nine and Five and Be Your Own Boss. So two experts really who have been looking at the culture of working from home and how to make it work for you and here's some of what they had to say thank you so much for joining us today what are your top tips for thriving in this environment I would say invest in relationships I think that just the way the work the way the world of work is going um you know the power of weak ties becomes so much more important because you you a lot of the time you kind of you know bump into somebody or there's that chance meeting you know in the physical space so I think being able to make sure that you hone in on your relationships the ones that are you know that's going to get your whatsapp group that's going to get you through it's really important the motivation the sisterhood that's really important but also cast your net wider and um, invest in the kind of you know low-cost relationships that you know don't require you speaking to people every single day but it does require you checking in because what you find is it it really helps your um, your chances of opportunities and also um, just being able to be top of mind with people. And I think that's, and you do that via, you know, checking with people, sending an email, um, just being present. And I think that because, you know, we, you can't leave it to chance, you can't leave it to, you know, the water cooler chat or in the lift as much as possible. I think that, you know, have a, um, somebody I, I know has like a spreadsheet um, and this is very, obviously very, very detailed, but, they, you know, have a, um, every tab has a, when they last spoke to somebody, like, you know, from a mental point of view, somebody that they admired, what they said, the advice that person said, how it impacted them, just like a one-liner, and then like a reminder, like, you know, when to go back and kind of say, you know, this thing you said was really helpful. Thank you so much. I saw you at this talk. Um, and it just, you have like a network of, or a spreadsheet of just like networks that you, you that you are aware of and what's going on. And it just means that you're not, because trying to hold it all up in here in terms of you know, people and networks and relationships, is quite difficult. So doing it in a, in a spreadsheet is something that I know somebody who does it very successfully has. Fiona, what's your, your tip for thriving in this environment? I think the, the advice that I've been given to most people, and it seems to apply to everybody at the moment, is just to actually forgive yourself this year for not being um, maybe as motivated or as busy or as like on it as you were this time last year. Um, and maybe like be a bit more realistic with um, you know, what you can achieve in a day. And this isn't, these aren't normal times. So yeah. you, you doing your best is going to look a lot different to what was you doing your best 12 months ago. Um, I think this year I have definitely switched up how I get creative and it's not really been conscious. It's just the things that used to, you know, excite me have kind of changed. So I switched from reading a lot of nonfiction to reading fiction. I've started reading more short stories um, and I've also kind of carved out time to actually be creative. I'm having conversations with people who I just find really interesting and people who maybe work in a different industry from me or maybe they do work in a corporate environment or maybe they're an artist or maybe they're a performer like and I've just been having lots of conversations. I think that's a part of creativity that 
people don't always think about. They just think about what's the idea and how do I get it down? How do I make it exist? I think having those conversations this year is something that we're missing because we're not sitting in coffee shops overhearing people or like spotting, you know, somebody in a really cool outfit on the high street. Like those little like chance moments just aren't happening. Mm. So I'm trying to kind of like reverse engineer those conversations in my life. And I find that's been really good for um for creating um, a bit more stimulus and, and coming up with new ideas. More I was writing, I realised that, you know, you can't really write about work in isolation from how we live because, you know, if we're saying that we're going to change our work styles, it's going to have ramifications for our communities, um, you know, and, you know, and, and the culture of the businesses that we are part of. So I think that was what was, it changed from it being about work, but also being about how we live as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that was probably um, one of the, big things that we've seen in this year that you can't really you know have that separate work life it is part of one life and I think that that's one of the things that I found that you know if we're going to change our individual approaches we have to kind of accommodate how that kind of impacts on our well-being and, and, and general um general kind of society I think that it isn't all kind of like a utopia, but I think it's giving people kind of, you know, like a little bit of taste and their eyes are open. I don't think people are going to be quickly just to kind of go back. Yeah. You said at the beginning, it's sort of based on this hypothesis that work wasn't working for black women and then for uh, women as a, across all communities, actually, you were seeing that come through. Have you been able to answer why that was? Yeah. So one of the things that have come out is like, it's it's the control so um so one of the i read a study that was so eye-opening um and it spoke around the fact that yes minorities and women were um are fleeing the corporate structures um at you know a very alarming rate um but when you ask these people as to you know you know why they, they talk about microaggressions they talk about inflexibility they talk about burnout they talk about the, the things that you know you'd expect but when you when you ask them, do you still experience these things in, you know, in your freelance self-employed life? They say, yes, I still experience microaggressions. I still experience people like all of those things. I still experience burnout. But what they what they say is, well, I have more control over it. The control I lacked over my work during, you know, in, in the traditional nine to five, I've, I've gained. So I'm not, you know, I'm still battling some of the some of the kind of you know microaggressions and things like that but I have more control over my destiny and I think that that's something that people um that I found quite interesting I think people want that control in not only what they do but how they do it and I think that was that um kind of like rang alarm bells for me yeah that, uh, it does ring alarm bells but it's incredibly interesting actually because as you say it you can sort of really picture that in your world how have you learned to apply what you've learned as freelancers to people perhaps in more corporate setups or just as employees in a bigger um company Fiona don't have any thoughts on that so I think it kind of goes back to what Liz was saying it's about that autonomy and I definitely found that when I was speaking to people who had felt like they'd kind of been forced into self-employment was because they lacked that autonomy day to day so I think that's something that People now are finding when they work from home, it's great to be able to say, okay, I'm going to sleep until nine and I'm going to start work at quarter past nine, or I'm going to go for a workout at lunchtime, or I'm going to, you know, finish early so I can pick up the kids. Like, and I think that's something that companies can now see. Mm. Hopefully they can now see that's something that self-employed people have and that um, it's actually a real benefit because it just gives people control over their lives. And that's something that I think a lot of, 
companies try to address the kind of mental health issues that their staff have by slapping on kind of shiny band-aids which are like here's a here's a yoga day here's a free complimentary meditation session and these things are lovely but actually they gloss over the fact that what people need is just to be treated like a human and to be believed when they say actually my life would be completely changed and improved in a, in a huge way if you just let me start work at half nine instead of nine um, and that's the thing that self-employed people get they get to make those choices and um, how about you Elizabeth um I would say invest in yourself investing myself is probably something that I'd done throughout my career when I first started when I was 21 and I was always kind of like strategically doing that with you know the type of um, projects that I was um, asked to do within um, when I was working in marketing and the things that I was kind of put my hands up for was for the benefit of the company I was for but it was ultimately benefit for me and things that I saw myself doing now I hated public speaking before absolutely hated it um, would never want to do presentations but I knew that I had to do it so I would put myself in a very uncomfortable situation um, when I was at work to kind of, you know, do that, not just for the benefit of the company, but for myself. So I think that look at the skills that, you know, you really want to hone in on and look for opportunities that you can do that within your, your, um, your company at the moment. And um, don't feel afraid to step out of your comfort zone because of that, because ultimately you're not investing in the company which is a good thing, but it's all you're investing in yourself, ultimately. I think if you, if you see that as the kind of motivator, um, everything, else, everything else kind of like falls into place. Yeah, there's some really useful things in there and it makes you, makes you realise there's really two ways. You can really thrive from working from home, but you do have to give it a little bit of thought. And obviously at the beginning, we just hit the ground running and we didn't have any opportunity to step back and sort of mm. think, is this working? What thing, am I just mindlessly copying what I do in an office yeah. when actually that, that process doesn't work at home? So I think it is a really good point right now to pause and say, okay, what works, uh, what doesn't work and what new things can and should we implement to just make this new working setup a bit more fun and a bit more productive? I thought it was really interesting what Elizabeth said around the idea of control and how we control every other facet of our lives, whether that's our weekends or our evenings. But our working life previous to this was so controlled by the office setup. Our mm. lunchtime, it was one o'clock and we all went out like, you know, that was, that was the cutoff and everybody went at the same time, kind of regardless of whether or not you were hungry. And I think it is really interesting that we do have that bit more controlled now where we can start to set up a day that really works for us um, and I think we've almost got to just let go of that previous mentality of working in such a set way mm. and allow ourselves to you know free things up a little bit that is so true I see I feel I've been a bit institutionalized actually in terms of like a walking working day and I feel I've still got a bit of that mentality that I might be slacking if I leave my desk during traditional working hours which then I find myself like literally sitting on the same chair in the same space from like nine and actually you know sometimes to like eight o'clock at night without really taking a proper break so I, I I have had to have that chat with myself quite a lot which is 
you could go to uh, the supermarket at 11 a.m. It would be quieter then. It would break your mind and you'd sort of, you know, you've got to enforce the breaks and allow yourself to behave differently. And yes, we still have to like check into meetings or do things by other people's deadlines. That's part of being employed. But actually the bits where you can manage your own time, doing that in a way that works for you and giving yourself permission to do so, I think is just brilliant. And, you know, you think back to school, that's where it all begins. You know, you, you do things, you sit down and you all perform in exactly the same way at exactly the same time. But of course, people are so different. I'm yeah. brilliant in the morning, less good at night, you know, and we should really sit down, think about how we work best and utilise that, I guess. I also thought, you know, I am probably the worst person in the world at networking but I was forced into it a lot more when I was in the office you know we'd have lots of external meetings we'd have lots of after work events um so you know you were meeting new people who would challenge you you know you might talk about an idea and that person might disagree which is doesn't tend to happen as much in an office when you're all kind of subscribed to the same way of working and thinking so this idea of forcing yourself to I guess have an at-home network yeah I think so and actually a, a colleague of ours told me that she's been going on dog walk catch-ups with uh, people she would normally meet meet for work rather than with her friends and things so I think actually you know utilizing the time and space that we've got and you know using that to your career advantage is also really smart a little reminder that you can pre-order Elizabeth's new book The Reset Ideas to Change How We Work and Live and you can also buy Fiona's book Out of Office How to Ditch the 9 to 5 Be Your Own Boss and Become Self-Employed with a Freelance Business which is out now if you want to continue the conversation, then you can follow Elizabeth using the handle at Elizabeth Yuva Benene and Fiona at Fiona Likes to Blog. You're listening to Working From Home with Stylist, brought to you by Logitech. Work here, work there, work anywhere with the Logitech MX Anywhere 3. Master it anywhere. Although there are loads of um, positives to working from home, mainly for me is the uh, vicinity to the fridge. Um, we, I think it'd be naive to to say that the, you know it's idyllic all the time. I think I first started working from home about three years ago after I had my uh, my youngest daughter, and whilst there are loads of benefits for it. I did find that my mental health suffered straight away. Mm. I think, you know, we're so used to routines being forced to exercise just simply by getting up, going to the tube every morning, by speaking to people, mm. that they're really beneficial things for our mental health. And when they're taken away, you can't help but notice a real impact. Even even now, when, when you and I meet each other face to face and we do a work meeting or a work walk, I feel so much more energised. Yeah, it's almost like excitement, isn't it? You it, like, yeah. actually do get excited to see them and it lifts your whole kind of productivity or your focus um, afterwards. You're instantly more creative, I think, in person as well. So I think for so many of us, you know, this has been a long old stretch of working from home and a lot of people do feel like their mental health has suffered. In June, a survey from Nuffield Health found that 80% of workers feel that 
working from home has negatively impacted their mental health, which is just massive. It seems like a dream, rolling out of bed and rolling to your first work meeting, but that isn't a dream because you haven't really got ready and started for the day. Don't put your game face on yet, have Yeah, you? you haven't, you know, had that little bit of a walk to work where it's just that bit of you time where you're getting ready to face the day. You've not had that. Mm. That's interesting, actually, because I remember um, undertaking some management training and one of the messages of the management training was you choose how you walk into the office so it's almost like you psych yourself up before you walk through the door so it's like are you going to be you know what is the mood what what do you want to present to your colleagues and actually we don't just walk in as us we do walk in as our work personality which actually you've taken away entirely haven't you you sort of like eradicated that bit of psychological prepping in the morning where you go right okay yeah I've had a terrible commute but game face on I'm going in and actually I always found that like sticking a smile on my face I would be in a good mood you know it would naturally lift me by sort of faking it sometimes and for me Um, it was always this is work phase of me you know I've got from home phase to school mum phase to commuter who hates everybody to be honest face to work person and when you take that away you're like oh hmm, I feel a yeah. bit feel a bit flat here so although it's shocking I guess it's it's not that surprising I think the other big thing for so many people is our colleagues have been taken away from us so you can mm. be sat in your you know your living room and if you live on your own you're sat by yourself um, I think the same the same Nuffield Health survey found that forty six percent of workers have struggled with loneliness. Yeah, I mean, and this this really was the reason why um, Stylus launched a big new campaign called Work It Out, um, which is supported by Mind. And um, this autumn, as part of that Work It Out campaign, we are asking everyone to take their work five, trying to make it easy. You have your five fruit and veg. You have five breaks that's what we're trying to get people to do because we what we were finding actually in all of our research and actually in the external research that we were reading was that people were just like glued to their screens and glued to their seats and actually were you know still struggling from some form of presenteeism where they felt that they had to be as we talked about earlier you know at their desk at certain times there's a lot of burnout yeah, a lot of burnout. And actually, you know, that that was creating more work, bizarrely, than they would have been doing in an office environment. So we did some research, we spoke to mine to try and understand just some really simple changes that you could make to your day that actually boost your mental health and help you thrive from working at home. Now, you will recognize as I go through that this spells out work five. You see what we've done here as we go through. So the first one, W is walk away from your desk. So um, do not do that. Exactly. People don't do that. And actually, it's really simple. And it's something I've been really trying to implement since we recommended this, which is I finish a Zoom call, I get up and I just walk somewhere for a few minutes, shake my body out a bit, make a cup of tea. And actually, sometimes we fear that will break our productivity or if we're really stressed, that's just a waste of time. But we're just talking about a five to 10 minute break here to just sort of break the cycle that you're 
you're stuck in. And one of the reasons behind that actually is that um, when we're doing thinking work, we use our prefrontal cortex and I'm pointing at the front of my head here. Um, but this is uh, what we use around willpower, emotional self-regulation and logical thinking. And this is the bit of our poor little brains that gets completely fatigued and overwhelmed. Actually just walking off and making a cup of tea takes the pressure of that bit of brain because you don't use that to make a cup of tea. It's something you already know how to do and to process. So actually folding your washing, putting a wash in, doing something actually a bit manual, a bit boring. Yeah. Actually does your brain a huge favour. And I don't think we know why, but you can actually feel the relief sometimes when you do it. It's just a screen break, I think, as well. You know, that yeah. that intensity of staring at the screen at words at people it, it it starts to make your head feel completely fuzzy and it's just like a bit of a refresh you know you're not looking at a screen if for five minutes makes a massive difference i need to do it absolutely so our second break uh we are suggesting that you organize so the benefit of organizing your time so again this sometimes feels like another thing to do on your to-do list but just taking a bit of time out from your normal workflow to, to prioritize what you've got to do is proven to have benefits it helps us kind of prioritize what's important what's urgent or what actually we can leave to another day you've and always also, done that I've always done that actually I, I make compulsive lists um throughout the day repeatedly actually but it's really a case of going I'm not going to get to that so instead of that stressing me out and hanging it over me, I put on a list for tomorrow. And actually even the process of writing it down means that I've taken it out of my brain. It doesn't wake me up at 3am in the morning. I remember that from working from you right from the beginning, just the manic list constantly. Yeah, but it works so well for me actually. And it's sort of, if, if I finish a piece of work, then often I'll go, right, look how much time I've got write a little list as in what am I going to be able to achieve today or what do I have to park till tomorrow and there's you know it's a bit like gratitude journaling and all the different types of kind of writing uh, therapies that are recommended half of the, the job of this organizing is just getting it out of your brain because this is all the stuff that like haunts you in the middle of the night because you haven't resolved it or because you're trying to hang on to it your brain's desperately trying to remember to do something there's a lot of research about a around insomnia around the fact that we often wake up in the middle of the night because we haven't give our brains a chance to process because we were just using that prefrontal cortex all day long yeah it's true i'm actually finding my sleep right now is worse than ever uh, there's a real three o'clock mm. wake up where i'm just and, it, and it's exactly that it's those email the you know the email that actually is really only a five minute task but i didn't get a chance to do it that day it is waking me up at 3am. It seems like a three-week three task that I've got to do. And it's just an email you've got to send. But it plays on me so much more at night. Whereas, yeah, if, I, if I'd written it down, realised it was a tiny part of my day for the next day, it, it might not have um, given me that raging insomnia. Yeah. Totally, totally. I mean, that's it. It just balloons, doesn't it, into something. And actually, it's so frustrating because even at the time, you know it's not a big deal, but you can't rationalise it, can you? Weird. <laughs> Weird 3am brain. Number three break is reach out to others. So this is obviously about combating loneliness, which you talked about um, earlier. And that's, you know, sitting in a Zoom meeting with a bunch of people isn't combating or loneliness a bit of meaningful connection is what you need and actually the, the preference here was really this might be like a mid-morning late afternoon or lunch break kind of 
slot, 20 minute walk around the park with someone, that would be the absolute dream. If you don't live near anyone and you can't do that, you of course can do that on the phone. I mean, actually, I find that doing it on the phone and not doing a blooming video call helps me loads, actually, because again, shouting at your screen, it's not that relaxing. It's really not. And I I took to uh, going for a walk and phoning one of my best friends. Um, and it, it was really nice. It was like feeling like a teenager again. And I was kind of, you know, I was exercising whilst also really yeah. catching up with somebody whilst without feeling that, you know, I've got to keep staring at myself for the next 30 yeah, minutes totally. on the Zoom. God, you just don't want to look at yourself anymore. But um, what the, for me, this actually might be the most important break or thing that you can do for yourself once a day. It's not a huge investment of time, but actually the the benefits are huge because if you can combat loneliness, you in turn can sort of decrease the risk of depression, stress, anxiety, low self-esteem. It's like such an endless list. So I think if you were going to only do one of these, this would be the one that I'd recommend. The next one, number four, is um, keep moving your body. You just mentioned it, exercise. And uh, I'm not talking about running a marathon. I'm not talking about training for an Ironman. I'm just talking about going for a walk here, really. (laughs) But um, if you want to do those things, and you're going to feel great, of course, because the endorphins and all the chemicals that exercise has been proven to create are absolutely beneficial. But actually, just, just doing a walk or a quick workout has incredibly positive impact on our bodies and our musculoskeletal um, frames, but also on our mental health. So we've had our work, our work breaks, and the final one is five minutes of breathing. Now, I'm going to be honest, I've always been a bit cynical about the whole kind wrong, of breathing Lisa. movement. But you know, I breathe, you breathe. <laughs> but apparently we're all doing it wrong. We're like really breathing way too fast. And actually the, the number one technique used in controlling anxiety and a lot of kind of panic related disorders is breathing. There is a huge school of thought that just five minutes of concentrated breathing a day can just do work wonders. And particularly if you're feeling yourself getting stressed or anxious. Yeah, I typically would be really skeptical about that one but I've, I've changed I've really changed over the last mm. few months I read a really brilliant book about breathing it's made a massive impact I've got asthma uh, it's made a massive mm. impact on my asthma and even last night I was with my kids they were all fighting being absolute pains and then my oldest has been learning yoga at school which really is breathing it's slowing down their mm. breathing and he, he, he did as a class. And honestly, Aww. the effect on us all was just like, oh. And then everybody was just ready to go to bed. And I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just calming, isn't it? You know, so much of our busy, busy lives creates adrenaline and, it, you know, cortisol and our heartbeat picks up. And actually, just those breathing techniques are so good. Um, I went to a talk once by Brene Brown, um, who obviously is a fabulous TEDx speaker and has written some brilliant books actually that have helped lots of people but interestingly it was a really small tip that I took from her talk um and she I I mean actually look her up because she is just so entertaining anyway to listen to but she was talking about a breathing technique called box breathing which um I have actually tried I I hate flying and I've used it when I get on airplanes sometimes because it just chills me um, down uh, has definitely worked but basically you you 
you breathe in for a, let's say a count of five. So you breathe in one, two, three, four, five. Hold your breath for five. So you breathe in really long breath. Hold your breath for five. So one, two, three, four, five. Blow out for five. And again, for the whole of that. And then hold your breath for five count. And what you're visualizing is, you know, almost a square. So as you go around, you're creating this box. And let's say you do that for a few minutes. There's something in holding your breath for those periods as well that just completely slows your whole system down. Um, but it's incredibly effective. And she was saying that the Navy SEALs use it. So they, she was asking them, how do you not get scared? How do you control yourself when you're going into a combat situation? And that is the technique that Navy SEALs use. We've got a whole series of content and lots more being added on daily. Look for the Work It Out series on stylist.co.uk. If you think you need more support, visit mind.org.uk or you can get advice on accessing mental health services from your GP or NHS website. So one of the things, Alex, we spent a lot of time discussing in the first series was our working from home setup or how bad it was. Maybe just how poor our working from home setup was. I loved looking into Zooms and seeing like people's washing like about to fall on them and people's computers propped up on like 10 different cookbooks. Oh, 100%. And then it was, you know, I, my favourite thing was looking on Instagram and seeing people working on ironing boards and things. And I'm like... God, we are nothing if if we're not adaptable. Look at that. Look at that. That's creativity in action. <laughs> it's a smart idea. Um, yeah, I can't say that my setup has got hugely better, despite all the brilliant advice that we did get at the time. Um, I'm still working, <laughs> like slouched on a really rubbish chair, even though um, my husband is a chiropractor who did come on one of our <laughs> earliest episodes and did tell tell us all exactly how we should be sat on a chair see I actually did take his advice and I have invested in a few bits so I changed the desk I changed the table I went and sat at the kitchen table put a cushion at the back of my chair so I was sitting up a bit straighter I bought a laptop stand to make sure my laptop was a bit more elevated and a mouse and keyboard so I was like feel like a pro now but even now I'm still like it still looks quite shonky if you look at me <laughs> I think the only difference is my keyboard's just got more crumbs on it <laughs> oh yeah but I think it I think it does feel like now is the time this is here for a while how can we make this feel a little bit more like a proper working from home setup that just feels a little bit more professional I think so, because actually, I, I, again, I think if you do that, it makes you feel it, doesn't it? You know, if you feel like you've got a good environment. And obviously there are limiting factors of, you know, house shares and, you know, just having a corner of your bedroom where you might have to do it. I remember in one of our um, first interviews, someone telling us to put a blanket over your computer at night to put it to bed so you're not <laughs> like looking at your computer so you can sleep better. So I still think there's something about separating your spaces if you possibly can, but... Um, I think whilst, you know, perhaps at the beginning of working from home as stylist, we didn't know that this was an ongoing situation. But I think it's time to actually admit we do need to invest a little bit of our uh, hard-earned money in setting up our new kind of work from home stations, if you like. So I spoke to Logitech's Clara Torvisco Marquez and asked her for the shopping list for the perfect home working setup. Hi Clara, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey Lisa, nice to nice to join the podcast. 
So we are talking about our perfect working from home setup today, what we need to invest in to make this really work for us in the long term. A lot of us have been working at home now for about six, seven months, um, many without a proper home office setup. What have been the most surprising setups that you've come across over the past few months? Yeah, it's it's not been, I would say, easy for everybody. Um, and I can like definitely relate to myself. Um, I would say I started working on a glass kitchen table with a yeah. dining chair. And, um, and definitely after weeks of using that setup, I've just realized that um, I had to educate myself to have a proper work setup. I mean, I, what I will say is 10 out of 10 for adaptability and creativity to everyone for those um, setups. Um, and I've certainly been using a pile of books myself, so I'm taking <laughs> note already. <laughs> Why is getting your home set up so important? I mean, you you probably realize that uh, you don't have a good enough setup when it's actually too late, <laughs> I would yeah. say. And, and, and you have pains uh, you, that start to appear in your hands, in your neck, in your back. And yeah, I mean, the average office worker is spending about 13 hours a week. This is uh, six hour, 660 hours a year at their computer. Wow. Uh, they use their mouse about uh, eight hours a week. Um, so this Gosh. is a lot. They do about uh, 3,600 keystrokes a day. Wow. <laughs> yeah. When you're looking at those numbers, it's, it's definitely really important to have a, a proper home setup, I would say. And I think, yeah, it's, it's most probably after the COVID-19 crisis that... Uh, more people will do home office and will share that time between the, the, the office and their home. So it's definitely key that the company provides the, the right tools. Mm, yeah, 100%. I mean, you're right in the in the fact that this is probably just the beginning of the change that we're going to see. And I think from what I've read, most of the future looks like we will work flexibly. We will work in lots of different places, not necessarily one set space at any given time. For those of us who are trying to be flexible or perhaps working at home what do you recommend what's the what is the best way to work like this so uh, I would say maybe as a first step, I mean, we, we can take care of, of the visuals um, and, and there's an expression we, we, we say, I mean, you don't get a second chance to make your first impression, I would yeah. say. Uh, so, so definitely making a good impression on video begins with uh, lighting and framing. Mm-hmm. I would say hit the lights uh, because um, unlike external webcams, I mean, the cameras on the laptops and the computer monitors are not typically designed to mm. handle situation with low light or bright contrast. Uh, facing also a window with your camera pointed towards you is uh, and away from the window is much better, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a window uh, in the background uh, and, and it's not... A, it's not cannot be changed i mean consider just closing the curtains or blinds i would say to reduce the backlighting having the camera at at high level or slightly above is is far more flattering than than the alternative yeah all in all i would say i would recommend to to be in a quiet room uh, a tidy background a comfortable chair having a comfortable chair um if you can a professional headset and a webcam and ideally having a second keyboard monitor and and yeah probably a second mouse too yeah so let's just talk about some of that technology that the perfect um work anywhere kit 
what are the specifics that you would recommend? Obviously, I, I actually hadn't even occurred to me to get a webcam, but that makes perfect sense now, now you've said it. And I see the quality of your image against my image. But yeah, what, what would be the, the pieces of tech that you recommend? So, so definitely, I mean, the, the more you have, the, the better it is. But for me, the, the ideal work for anywhere kit, I mean, should be should be light and enable you, I mean, to be productive at, at the same time. So probably I'll start with the mouse. Um, and we recently launched that Logitech DMX Anywhere free mouse, which is, um, I mean, the ultimate uh, portable mouse, uh, which is light, um, autonomous, uh, comfortable. Uh, it has uh, silicone grips uh, on both um, faces. And, and actually, if you need to, to, to track uh, on your glass table uh, kitchen or, or if you're laying on, on your bed, um, it has also the proper technology to make it happen. Um, the, the great thing thing also about doubt mouse is is that um, you have a, a scrolling wheel um, which is actually very efficient uh, and it allows you to to track a thousand lines in in three seconds so it's it's definitely perfect if you are a content creator or a designer mm, and this is obviously good to prevent things like rsi and any sort of kind of um physical problems that you'd get from being hunched over a trackpad or yeah i think this mouse is is probably it's not probably categorized as a Nago mice, but it's definitely, I mean, a very uh, good device if you need to work uh, long hours, I would say, in, in, in front of your computer. Yeah. And were there any other items that you were going to suggest? Yeah. I mean, if you have, for example, a, a second uh, device, like, like a tablet, uh, I would say smart tablet cases also can be very useful. Definitely at Logitech, um, we ensure that uh, those tablet accessories, they, they would be robust, and but also smart to, to, answer, uh, to enhance your productivity. So those tablet cases, I mean, they, they come um, in, in, in different modes. Uh, so you have different modes if you need to type, if you need to sketch, if you need mm. to read. And uh, also what can be really good is they can have a backlit keyboard uh, with different adjustable level of brightness. Mm. So I think if you, if you have... Uh, uh, some space uh, in your bag. I mean, that's definitely a good uh, a good option uh, to bring. We definitely recommend having like also um, microphones. Definitely, I mean, the, the I I could recommend the Blue Snowball microphone, which is definitely the most intuitive uh, USB microphone for any application. So if you decide to be the next YouTube uh, rock star, <laughs> uh, it can be easily, uh, you can easily plug that on your notebook and um, it will be uh, definitely very easy to use. So the thing that really strikes me, having listened to Clara's excellent advice, is how shoddy I must look to anybody who's doing a Zoom call with me. Oh, don't. While she was talking to me, Alex, she was like saying, don't have, you know, don't have a bright open window behind you. At least close your shutters or curtains. And I was like, there's a bright window open behind me with the, with the shutters wide open. So I was like, everything she said, I was like trying not to like grimace. But I think... It does make sense, actually. You know, at the beginning, we had an excuse. Whoever it was we were speaking to, they knew this was new. Whereas now, you know, we're having to have quite serious professional conversations with external people via Zoom. And they do, they, they should look probably more professional than my current setup actually does. Um, it's not huge changes that I need to make, but, you know, a little rearranging of my bookshelf behind me probably wouldn't go amiss. 
I think it is about professional professionalism, isn't it? I mean, that that's what I took away from it, which was actually, yeah, I could up my game a little bit here. We spend a lot of time thinking about our appearance, but not necessarily the technology that um, helps us to get there. And I think I genuinely thought um, I'd probably get a webcam after that. And actually, the other thing I thought I'd get is when I was recording Stylist Live at home and we were speaking to all the talent, everyone had a very nice light. So there were obviously people investing in the lighting. You couldn't see it. It was behind the computer, but you could tell that they they had a lovely sort of warm thing. And I was like, you know what? Instead of sitting in the dark sometimes, which is definitely what I'm doing, I might invest in that as well. So there's obviously a great amount of kit at quite affordable prices that you can get to make all of this seem a bit easier. I see you. You're going to have like a full <laughs> backdrop <laughs> with a stylist logo. <laughs> The, the ring light or whatever it's called. I mean, I've got entirely aesthetic. What can I say? If you want more information on the perfect kit for working anywhere, visit Logitech.com. Now on to matters of great importance, Lisa. Mm-hmm. What are you getting me for Christmas? Ah, <laughs> uh, oh gosh, you're incredibly hard. You've got very superior taste and it's quite intimidating. <laughs> yeah, people do say this quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awful. Yeah, I think buying for your colleagues in general is painful, whether or not they have my superior taste or not. <laughs> it's one of those things where you do, you know, we, you and I know each other really well, but for the most part, you don't know them that well, um, especially if it's a secret Santa situation and you end up with, always end up with the person you know least on the entire team and you think, oh, do I go funny and potentially offend them? I think it's such a minefield. It's so, I find secret Santa probably the most stressful time of the year. Because <laughs> <laughs> just like, I think that kind of funny or useful, um, you know, I've seen people buy all sorts of total tat. Then I've seen lottery tickets or packs of fags. Very bad. Probably shouldn't do that. Um, bottles of booze, candles, you, you know, and then you're like, well, where do... It says something about me. It says something about our relationship. It's like, it just freaks me out. I've got to be honest. And I'm terrible on a budget as well. So you get <laughs> you get the five pound, but I'm like, I can't get you anything good with that. Also, that fiver hasn't changed for like 50 years or something. <laughs> it's always been a fiver. <laughs> Going to get them a Satsuma? No. <laughs> it's just, it's not even just the secret santa which obviously you know obviously sometimes you want to buy a colleague something just say thanks for like some support you might want to buy your manager or some of your team a present and actually getting it right and particularly navigating people who drink people who don't drink food allergies you know it's sort of there isn't an obvious one size fits all solution there really isn't which is why i have invited our resident shopping guru editor of stylist loves Gemma crisp to share her pick of the top purchases for each type of colleague this year. So the best thing to get your uh, boss, the best thing to get your work wife. She's got ideas for all of them. Hello, Gemma Crisp. Hello, Alex Walker. How are you? Hi, Gemma. Hi. Hi, Lisa. I feel like I should be decked out in like a elf costume, but for everybody who's listening, I am not. That's probably a good thing. <laughs> in my mind, in my, uh, my actually, this is never you, but in my mind, I'd like you to have a little halo tinsel and a little ring of fairy lights around you. No, I'm more of a reindeer antlers kind of person. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, yeah. good. Yeah. Glad we got that. Yeah. You're always very sparkly. You always have got a certain festive air. A sequin jacket, for example. Yes, true. 
All the sequins have been relegated to the back of the wardrobe this year, unfortunately. But I might just get them out just for a bit of a shimmy around the house when it hits 1st of December. Who knows? Right, Gemma, what can we buy our colleagues if we are feeling generous this year? Well, first of all, just in case anyone is worried that Secret Santa cannot happen this year, it can. (laughs) It can, guys, because if you do want to do virtual Secret Santa, there's a couple of websites that kind of do it for you, so drawing the names and all the randomness. So there's a site called Elfster. There's another site called Draw Names and another site called Gifster. So when it comes to gifting your office colleagues, well, your your work from home colleagues, kind of, your Zoom colleagues, I guess they are these days, um, there's still obviously loads and loads of great things out there. And I think with lockdown as well, a lot of companies have had to get creative. I saw something the other day, which I was like, oh my God, I would love that. And I thought it'd be actually great for your boss. Um, because no one can get offended by cinnamon buns. And Gales. Oh, yes. Yes, Gales, you know, the famous, the beautiful Gales, um, they have launched a cinnamon bun kit. It's a bake at home. And you guys know how much I love Gales hot cross buns. They come all done for you. You literally just have to put them in a pan and put them in the oh, oven. Oh, okay. You don't have to, yeah. like, mix your dough or anything. No, 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 no. They all come. Like, they're ready to prove oh, and bake. Oh, like, that like, is you, exciting. Yeah. And there's you get nine for £16. There's a step-by-step video on their site. And if you're thinking, oh, my God, my boss is not going to have the attention span to look at that, it's an it's a minute and a half long. Um, so they've made it as easy as possible. Um, and everyone loves a cinnamon bun. They're festive. They're delicious. And more importantly, no one can take offence by cinnamon bun <laughs> unless they're vegan. Unless your boss is vegan. If your boss is vegan, don't send them gay or cinnamon buns. I think that's a smart idea, actually. It's a tricky, it's always a tricky gift, isn't it? And not everyone gifts their boss, but obviously there are certain places where that would be the etiquette or the norm to do that. So, uh, yeah, I love that. I would like to receive that just if anyone's interested. I may gift that to myself <laughs> this year. Hint, hint, Lisa Swazowski. So subtle, so subtle. And then, of course, there's the all-important work wife. Everyone's got one. Or so what do you get? You know, you, know, you may not have been clo- as close this year, but you still want to show her your appreciation and show her how much you love her. Um, Never, ever underestimate how much people like monogrammed or personalised gifts. Mm. Get her a pair of initial letter earrings from Florence, London. So these are little stud earrings um, and you come in two sizes. One is eight millimetres, which is the large in gold or silver, which is £28. Or you can get small eeny-weeny ones for four millimetres and they come in gold, silver and rose gold for £23. Um, and you can get them from The Drop, which is a stylist's uh, shop. Um, and they have been doing really, really well. And they are the perfect, perfect gift for your work wife. Just, you know, don't get them in your own initials, guys. Please, <laughs> you know, get them in either her initials <laughs> or get a WW for work wife. I love the idea of sending your own initials to someone. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a step too far. These have been really popular, haven't they? Because we um, put them in the drop shop um, recently and they've been selling out fast. So I think if you want to do this, you're going to have to buy them quickly. Yes, I agree. And then just quickly going back to Secret Santa, it can be really hard if you don't really know the person that well. Um, and normally there's a price limit. So if you've got an under £15 Secret Santa, um, chances are... The person who is your secret sounder is going to hit the sherbets pretty hard this season because it's, you know, lockdown 2.0. It's 2020's just been a heck of a year. So get them to something actually going to use. 
which is um, there's a company called The Good Patch and it's a wellness brand that infuses patches with ingredients to help recover from the night before. Oh, nice. So there's a pack of four that come in hangover or rescue patches. Um, It's £12 for four. You can get them from John Lewis. They're infused with things like CBD, green tea, B vitamins. You apply them to any area of the skin where you've got um, veins, like in a wrist. You leave them up for 12 hours. And they're really cool packaging, really bright and graphic. And it's something that they will definitely use this festive season, I can guarantee you. I love that idea. It's sort of got a bit of humour, but not totally wasteful. Exactly. It's a bit knowing. It's a bit like we all know you're going to get on the quarantinis. So here's something to make you feel better the next day. And do you think they work? Yeah, the good patch is, um, it's very, they've got loads of different ones. Um, so if you don't want to rescue or hangover one, they've got loads of, loads of different, different things for energy or sleep. Um, a lot of it might be psychosomatic, but if it gets you out of that hangover, who cares? Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Cinnamon buns leads the charge for me, but they're all great. If you're needing to buy presents for your team, um, it needs to be something affordable. So obviously, as much as you love your team, you don't want to be uh, emptying the bank account just on them because there's plenty of other presents to buy. So everyone loves a houseplant even more than ever this year. So on Patch Plants, you can get a mini Swiss cheese plant, which is also known as a Monstera or monkey plant. They're one of the ones that are all over Instagram for seven pounds, including a pot, which is an absolute bargain. Um, they're about 10 to 20 centimeters, so they're not massive, but you know, they can get massive. They're low maintenance, easy to care for, they're air purifying. We all know house plants are good for mental health. Um, so for seven quid, a nice little Instagrammable uh, plant and a pot is, uh, I thought was a good, good idea for all the staff that you need to buy for. Oh, I think it's a lovely idea. Yeah, very, very, I guess um, on trend, for want of a better expression, as um, big kind of plant, home plant trends at the moment. But actually, I do like the idea, again, of something a bit different. You wouldn't necessarily expect that at Christmas. It feels a lot more thoughtful than the... It does. And actually, do you know what the... The thing going through my head is these are all really great ideas and now can't use any of them for the stylist team and I feel really <laughs> under pressure. <laughs> but for everyone else, enjoy. <laughs> I should have listed all the things that I don't want so then you get the only idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then for the last thing, if you've had a colleague who's gone through a really tough year, maybe they've lost someone to COVID, maybe they've been on furlough for months on end, maybe they haven't been able to see their family, maybe their relationship didn't survive lockdown. Everybody loves a bit of self-care, a bit of, you know, me time. So a Treatwell gift card, um, they start from £10 and then they can book themselves in for a massage or a facial or a blow dry. Um, so you'll be encouraging them to take some time for them. But you'll also be supporting an industry that's had a really tough year, which is obviously the beauty industry. And the good thing about Treatwell, they're nationwide um, and people can go and, and book into the salon or the book the appointment that they, that they want. Um, so it's just something to kind of acknowledge that, hey, I know you've had a tough one. Here, go and do something for you. And it's so nice to have something to look forward to, I think, mm. as well. I think particularly this year. Yeah, to think, right, I'm going to put that in my diary. I'm going to start 2021 well that is very true Gemma there's a reason you're a shopping guru isn't there these are so good what brilliant ideas thank you pleasure yes and happy Christmas Gemma Merry Christmas guys (laughs) for more ideas on what to do eat and drink and for Gemma's incredible set of gift guides that she's got running right up until the big day subscribe to stylist loves at stylist.co.uk forward slash emails 
Don't forget you can find all of our recommendations in the show notes, in the podcast store and on our website stylist.co.uk. Obviously, we'd also like to know what you think of this episode and all of our advice and recommendations. So do leave us any feedback that you've got. Don't forget to subscribe to Working From Home with Stylist so you do not miss our next series. Thank you so much for listening to this special edition of Working From Home with Stylist brought to you by Logitech.